Have you ever wondered what happened to Lance Von Erich? Find out in his new book, Lance by Chance, Wrestling as a Von Erich. You'll read stories about Chris Adams, Ric Flair, and Billy Jack Haynes. And of course, the Von Erich family themselves. Get your book today at LanceByChance.com or on Amazon. You are listening to the Russellville Podcast. I'm your host, Vinny Berry, and tonight's guest is Rob Kellum, also known as the Maestro or Papa Stro to some. Maestro, how you doing, sir? Uh, doing great. Great to be here. Man, it's really good to have you on my show. I appreciate you uh, taking the time to talk to us tonight. Pleasure being here. Thank you so much. So uh, the story has it that you're related to someone very famous in wrestling. Would you like to tell us who that is? Yes, uh, Gorgeous George. <laughs> yeah, my granduncle. Yeah. Or what are the stories that you've heard about your uncle? Well, he unfortunately he passed away before I was born, but I, I learned some great stories from my grandfather. Uh, who they were amateur boxing buddies back in the day before he, you know, broke into pro wrestling and um, just uh, what an innovator he was of his time and, you know, how he influenced uh, many people in entertainment and sports. Uh, you know, for example, the Muhammad Ali, uh, James Brown, and, and many others. And he was like the first one to put pro wrestling on the television map per se and to have that um that connection with uh wrestling in the entertainment world and with hollywood and all that so you know he pretty much uh started it all yeah for those who who don't know who we're talking about or or for those who might be too young to have uh seen him uh describe you know how he looked and describe how he acted and, you know, cause he had like a ballet with a mirror and stuff like that. Tell us about all that. Yes. Uh, very charismatic. Uh, had the elaborate robes, had the ballet, had the Georgie pins in his hair. Uh, he would make sure the ring was sprayed down before he even stepped foot in the ring. I'm very pompous and arrogant and, uh, just all around very entertaining guy. And, uh, it, and he really caught on a lot of attention back then. And, you know, one one wrestler, you know, uh, that reminds me of of your uncle would be, you know, Jimmy Garvin was was a lot like that when he wrestled in Dallas. You know, gorgeous Jimmy, uh, with, yeah, with with the hair, the spray, and you know, had his ballet, and I I I enjoyed watching him, but he yeah he would be, you know, like the more modern era to me. If you were right. going to compare him to Gorgeous George, but Gorgeous George, he was the trendsetter with that gimmick. Yeah, you mentioned Jimmy. I, I tagged with him a few times, and uh, it was just like I, like you said, you know, you see a lot of Gorgeous George in him, and the way he carried himself, and so yeah, you know, you know, I mentioned like I mentioned earlier, Gorgeous George influenced so many people. I used to have uh, sit down talks with Ric Flair. And uh, Flair would tell me how much uh, George inspired him, uh, you know, with, along with you know, Buddy Rogers and Nature Boy and everything. So. And what did your your grandfather ever tell you about uh, stories as far as like um, 
Well, what was the fan reaction? I mean, towards your uncle at at the time, you know, it, it was like one of those uh, great villains that you uh, love to hate. You know, even though you couldn't stand him, you couldn't get enough of him. You know, per se, and and that's a lot where his popularity came from was the fact that he was a trendsetter. He he would do things that not many did at the time, and that's what made him stand out and uh, uh, pretty much uh, be the vocal point for wrestling. Then, when when was his heyday in the business? Uh, uh, late sixties is when he passed, I, I believe. And uh, uh, and then one of his last matches, I think, was uh, a hair versus hair match where uh, he lost and had to get his head, head shaved. Wow, I, w- I would have liked to have been able to see that. Do you know if that's recorded? or? Uh, I know there's pictures. I'm not sure about uh, the actual recording. There might be recording out there. I'm not really sure per se, but I know there's photos of, of that particular match. That's interesting. And when did you find out that you were related to – Gorgeous George. When did that all come about? Actually, not till later on in life. You know, uh, after I started wrestling and uh, doing different things, and like uh, later on in my career, uh, I had uh, many wrestlers, uh, starting with uh, William Regal and Dusty Rhodes, comparing my style and stature to that of the original Gorgeous George. And then it started snowballing. And one day, I asked my grandfather about it, and he just looked at me and says, you didn't know? And I'm like, didn't know what, Grandpa? And that's when he smarted me up and told me that uh, Gordon Storrs was my granduncle and ended up their relationship back in the day. And uh, so it, it, it was really, it, that's what inspired me uh, on the name Gordon George third earlier in my career in honor of him. So over the years, you know, over 30 years in the business, you know, I'm sure you've come across a lot of, uh, hilarious situations maybe a lot of uh some funny road stories can you share something that stands out in your mind of something that happened that you know gave you a good laugh in this business okay yeah i'm, I'm super raw getting ready for uh the, the bit with ernest the cat miller and doing promos that day and terry funk had a match with flair that night He's got this trash bag in his hand, right? And everybody keeps asking Terry, Terry, what's in the trash bag? And he's telling everybody the same response. He says, I'm saving it for the interview, right? So uh, he gets the cameraman starts the promo. He reaches in his trash bag, pulls out this rancid dead chicken, <laughs> supposedly from his ranch, Double Cross Ranch in Texas. And I don't know how he got the darn thing on the plane, but. To get there, but he's he's taking this chicken and putting it from the camera, and he says, "You see this chicken? I shall now compare its anatomy to that of one Ric Flair. See these skinny legs? These are the legs of Ric Flair. She this beak? This is the schnoz of Ric Flair. And I'm gonna take Ric Flair by the neck." And he's grabbing the chicken as he's saying this, right? And whipping like the dog that he is, he's beating the chicken all around, feathers flying everywhere. Dustin, Ro- Dustin Rose is behind him, I believe, laughing. I'm in tears. I spit my water bottle out. I mean, the whole, everybody's just laughing hysterically, right? And later on that night, we get I get back to the hotel, and the bellboy who takes the luggage to the ho- back in the hotel is running around the parking lot <laughs> like he's lost with this trash bag in his hand. <laughs> so I'm curious. <laughs> 
I walk up to him and says, hey, kid, you all right? What's going on? And he says, uh, some old man gave me this dead chicken, and I don't know what to do with it. It was Terry Funk. <laughs> and before we wrap up our interview tonight, uh, Stro, um, I'm always uh, curious about matches uh, involving the NWA World Heavyweight title. Do you have any fond memories of that, or have you ever wrestled for that title? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, great memories. Uh, for example, yeah, I've, I've wrestled it. quite a few NWA champions at, at, and uh, been privileged to be in the NWA champions. And uh, one few that stands out that I had for the NWA whatever championship was that was, was with Adam Pierce. We, we had a great series of matches, and what a class act that guy was. And uh, being, being in the ring with him was a real pleasure. Yeah, talk to me a little bit about Adam Pierce, because I was talking to Tokyo Monster Cahagas the other day, and he, he said the same thing that, you know, uh, about Adam Pierce and the way that he carried the title during that, that period of the NWA. Oh, uh class act all the way. I mean, he he was a real throwback from some of the great uh, champions that held the title before him. And, uh, I mean, we we had great chemistry in the ring in, in our matches together. And, uh, and and there was there was couple points in the match, you know, I felt like we could have gone even longer than we did. And, and which, uh, there, I mean, we've, we've been about, we've been ring about hour one match, which is, uh, uh, tremendous. So, but it's like Adam Pierce on the guys. I mean, you can literally wrestle a match with him all night long if, if need be. I mean, the guy's just great, great conditioning, great pacing, uh, great timing, and and he really knew how to carry himself. And you know, when he was world champion, you know, he was world champion during the time of the NWA when the NWA. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people thought that it already was long gone, right? Right, exactly. And what do you think that uh, champion of Adam Pierce, you know, his character or the way he carried himself or just him being a wrestler, what do you think added to that, uh, you know, what do you think it was about him during that time? Well, uh, much like champions – like Ric Flair and, and the Harley Race and the, and the ones before him, he knew how to bring out the best in you and and his opponents. And uh, you know guys like him uh, and you know Bobby Eaton, Ricky Steamboat, and that whole class, the solid wrestler that were you know you you step in the ring with him, you'll come out like ten times better than you were before. I mean that that's what the kind of wrestler Adam Pierce was. I mean he he was definitely in that echelon of uh champ, championship material that he was. I mean he he could bring out literally bring out the best in any anyone. I mean he can get in there with a broomstick and have a great match. I totally agree with you. And you know, they said the same thing about Rick Flair, that he could do the same thing and make anybody look good. Mm-hmm. So, I, I liked Adam Pierce a lot. I, I got to see him wrestle in person a couple of times, and I also got to see him on several matches. And he had a good series with Colt Cabana. Remember the seven levels of hate? That was pretty good. Yes, it was. 
Yes, it was. You know, I, I'm, you know, right now, Adam Pierce is having a little bit of a run on, you know, on WWE, and he's in an angle with Roman Reigns, and you know, I, it's a, it's it's kind of, it's bittersweet, right? Because, you know, it's great to see him have that exposure on on that stage, but. You know, should have happened a long time ago for him. Oh, absolutely, but it, it, it's really cool anyway to see him grooming another great in Roman Reigns. Because I mean, I mean, my God, Roman's like a whole new wrestler now. I mean, it's like night and day since his return, and I, I, I can't get enough of the guy. You know, I mean, he does such a, a profound change for the better. And that's what good wrestlers do, right? Absolutely. They make the next guy look good. Mm-hmm. Hey, Stro, it was an honor having you on the show tonight. I really appreciate you taking the time, and uh, I, I can't thank you enough for, for sharing your time with me tonight. Oh, the pleasure was mine. Thank you so much. You're listening to the WrestleVille Podcast, where wrestling lives. remember Lance Von Erich from World Class Championship Wrestling? Read all about his career in Portland, in Dallas, and overseas in his new book, Lance by Chance, Wrestling as a Von Erich. You'll read passages by Dusty Wolf, David Manning, and Kevin Von Erich. 25 chapters in all. You'll be surprised by what you read. Get your book at LanceByChance.com or on Amazon.